0: Head to com slash merch.
1: Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit com slash merch today.
0: And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Here at The Next Real, we've been passionately discussing movies week after week since 2011. That's a lot of movies and a lot of conversation.
1: Sure is, Pete. And to be honest, it's a lot of work, too. But it's work that we love. If you've been enjoying our show, we'd like to remind you that there are ways to support us, even if you're not able to become a member just yet. You might have heard us talk about our new Watch page, where we've listed every movie that we've talked about paired with Amazon or Apple links to rent or buy the movie.
0: Now we'd like to introduce you to our Originals page. Let's take a trip down memory lane, Andy. Do you remember what the first film we discussed on The Next Reel was that was an adaptation?
1: Uh, Well, let's see. It wasn't, obviously, our Indiana Jones series, because those were all original. Uh, though we did Charlie Kaufman. Oh, oh, of course. It was adaptation uh, from Susan Orlean's Orchid Thief.
0: Exactly. We have covered quite a few adaptations over the years, and now we're providing a way for our listeners to delve into the original source material.
1: That's right. Just head over to com slash originals, and you can see the list of all the adaptations that we have discussed.
0: From our David Fincher series featuring The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Social Network, Zodiac, Benjamin Button, and Fight Club.
1: To our Paranoia Trilogy with The Parallax View and All the President's Men. We have covered a variety of adaptations.
0: Those were some great discussions, especially Fight Club. And let's not forget our baseball series with the natural and field of dreams adapted from Shoeless Joe.
1: And up in the air, and thank you for smoking. So many memorable conversations.
0: Absolutely. And you know what's exciting? Each purchase you make through our links doesn't cost you any extra, but a percentage goes to support The Next Reel and our family of
1: shows. You can support us while diving deeper into these fantastic stories, whether it's the paper, audiobook, or Kindle version.
0: We've also included plays and movies. If they were the source, we'd put it on
1: there. So what are you waiting for? Head to thenextreel.com originals, support The Next Reel, and get your next great read today.
0: I'm off to reread Fight Club. Now, where did I put my Kindle? I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Andy Nelson. Welcome to The Next Reel. When the movie ends, our conversation begins. In just a matter of seconds, you're going to hear a classic episode
1: of this show from back in the day when we called ourselves Movies We Like.
0: So thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to The Next Reel. We appreciate your time and attention, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: If we're going to talk about trailers or what we saw or what. And Chad's here, too, so we have an intro to make.
0: I want to let you in on a little secret.
1: We're already rolling. You
0: just introed Chad.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: Yeah, that was it. We just did it. That was it. it. Yeah. Welcome, uh, welcome, Chad. Thank you. I
2: feel that welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's uh, warm it is. It should, it should. Well, you know, we're very warm people.
2: Can I say that I've been watching? I've been watching your show, Auto Audit, with my ears for, uh, for all of them. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so great. Wow. I,
0: it seems so weird to have a fan. We should invite
1: we should invite <laughs> fans more often. Yeah,
0: we really should. This is
1: fantastic.
0: <laughs> I'm a little obsessed too. Chad, uh, Chad Andy, Andy and I, um, Andy and I work in and around digital pictures. Chad is actually an actor upon them.
1: Upon the picture. <laughs> on the picture yeah and
0: chad is has uh wow. has been an actor this is uh i think how we originally well you two have been connected since uh well since you were separated at birth uh, <laughs> and uh but but i think really the three of us uh we got connected i think this was the the first real connection was during the the making of andy your film the weight, your hit. I think we can call it a hit feature. It was a hit. The
1: I don't weight. know if we'd call it. A, we we can call it a hit, but I don't think we can call it a feature. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, you can say if you watch it. Four it have times. If you, <laughs> <laughs> <If> you
0: want... <laughs> four or five times. times? Uh, we can't
1: well, say especially, that, especially especially if we found the uh, long uh, missing original cut that went on for I don't even know how long.
0: Well, that's the truth. And at the yeah. time, now, I uh, I was doing a a film about your film.
1: Yes. Uh, and right.
0: so I made a, a, a making of film of your film. And so the three of us spent a lot of time together at the Denver International Airport.
1: Those were the days. Yeah. Back when we could film a student film with no permission. Well, we I guess we had permission, but we had... No, no insurance coverage we had. <laughs> well, I guess
0: we had permission, <laughs> but not, not good permission. And it was permission given to us by a guy that no one respected. That, <laughs> was, that was that was one of That's the funniest right. moments. I can't remember. I think there was a point where you, I have you on film actually saying about this gentleman. <laughs> uh, I think he goes home at night and his wife and kids walk all over him. Yes. And I mean... I have never forgotten that you are the kindest, like most gentle guy on the planet. And you went off on this guy on tape. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. I, I, I bet he, he just goes home and his wife and kids just walk all over him and they step <laughs> on his neck. And they just, I mean, it was, just, it was, yeah. it, it was, it was not a good scene. That's, that's who he is.
2: That's how Andy really is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: will step uh, on your neck so, if you
1: don't, you know
0: and then yeah. uh, and so you know we go I, that was probably what 17 years 17 years ago
1: Eight, oh goodness uh, I don't even want to think about how long ago that was
0: <laughs> so uh, oh here gosh. we are and and we're here and so Chad we are here with you uh, mm-hmm. uh this evening uh, yes because you are a you're a goon for <laughs> this movie I'm that we're talking about movie. tonight. You have, otherwise, you have no other connection
1: to this film, do you?
0: Do you have a secret connection? Were you actually I, in I, this movie I hear that,
1: that Chad does have another connection to this What film? is the
0: connection to this film?
1: Chad has a Facebook account. Oh, I well, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> it's a good yeah. one. You should go find him. You should also find
0: him at chadstoops.com. Back when they weren't popular. <laughs> Back yeah. when, yeah. <laughs> you can find that's Chad, Chad at chadstoops.com fun. and uh, see a giant picture of his head. <laughs> that you, that you took the picture. I actually did. I took that photo. Uh, yeah, and uh, so there you go. He's he's actually much friendlier than that picture would. It looks like it I was soon. just kicked in the
2: crotch moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why, thanks, Chad. That's the most Maybe... glowing testimonial <laughs> I've ever received.
2: No, but it's it's real. You know, it's, it's right there. <laughs> it's in the moment.
0: <laughs> we are uh, we are tonight. We are talking about uh, the social network. Otherwise. Uh, 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 much maligned as the Facebook movie, mm. uh, which is unfortunate, uh, diminutive of this of this film. And um, uh, Andy, what give us the give us the breakdown you, of your usual thing? Do your usual thing. Is yes. it,
1: Do I have a usual thing? You do.
0: Yeah, we've done. I know one. about it. Wait a minute. Is this our <laughs> tenth? How many episodes is this? Is this our tenth? Ep- is this our birthday episode?
1: I don't know. Should is we it? be? Oh. And oh, they make man. it to the birthday one? Did we did we just hit double digits? I thought that was last week. I honestly don't
0: know. Oh, we missed it and I oh. Last week was a big week. <laughs> we had a, uh
1: we had to just jump right in.
0: We did. We did Dragon Tattoo last week. So it was uh it, we had Eternal Sunshine and we had uh, uh Harry and Sally Dragon Tattoo. Am I right so far? Yes. That's and then right. and then this one so four right five, six, seven, eight, nine. Last week was ten. So yeah. this is eleven.
2: Well, you got dedicated all those last week. That's amazing.
0: No, I well, you know. We like to we like to broadcast from the past. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what you do.
0: So uh, this uh, let's talk about talk about this movie. This is uh, David David's so, this is well, here's why I love this movie. I'm gonna tell you right now I love this movie because uh are it's just an unbelievable sort of uh, alignment of planetary talent with David Fincher, Aaron Sorkin, uh, and uh, uh, Trent Reznor. Uh, to me, the the three of them coming together to make this movie is is uh, it, it made something really special.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and I would I would uh, throw uh, Jesse Eisenberg into that pile up as well. Um, I don't think that uh, this movie. Would have been anywhere near as spectacular as it was without him leading uh, leading it, and um, I think he really was just a fantastic actor to play mark zuckerberg so the story is is basically about the creation of facebook i mean we're we're talking about Mark zuckerberg um, and his uh, his buddies um, Eduardo Saverin, in particular at uh, Harvard back in two thousand and three, you know after a breakup he basically comes up with this this uh website called FaceMash um it gets him into trouble but it also you know he catches the attention of some uh some Harvard jock bigwigs uh Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss the Winklevoss twins or the Winklevi, as Mark Zuckerberg affectionately calls them um they have an idea of doing something similar to the, um what Facebook ends up being Um, He basically goes out and creates it. They sue him. You know, we go into all sorts of stuff. We're basically seeing the story through two different lawsuits that are happening with Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. One is the Winklevoss twins and their partner, uh, Divian Narender, um, as they sue him for stealing their idea. The other is from his friend, eduardo saverin who ends up suing him because um over the course of mark creating facebook and partnering up with uh sean parker played wonderfully um by Justin timberlake they um uh kind of cut eduardo out of the out of the mix and so he ends up suing him as well and that's kind of the story
0: uh the you that sort of gets to one of the reasons that this movie makes me really mad and so I kind of want to get it out uh, on the table the the movie was based on the book uh, the accidental billionaires by Ben Mesrick, and Ben Mesrick is is uh you know I think he's a he's a talented um writer but when but uh, you know I've spent a lot of time kind of in, in in and around tech media and I I I think we we have mm-hmm. to to say that this is not a film uh, a documentary by any stretch. Much of this is b- the the book, in fact, was based largely on Eduardo Sever- um side uh, of the um, you know the story. It it is not. It doesn't really accurately document the the tone and tenor of the founding of Facebook. It documents a lot of the legal stuff. But I think uh, much of the soul and and sentiment of this company, whatever you think of Facebook, is not really accurately portrayed in this. It's a dramatization, and it's and and uh, it, it's not the tr- what I think we would say is the true story of Facebook.
1: That's true. It's it's not really the the true story of Facebook, and I mean, people involved in the film have said that people, um, the real world people, you know, who were portrayed in the film, they came out and they've said that um but you know an interesting thing about the film that i just um i want to throw out there there's a fantastic scene at the end of the film that um i can't remember the actress's name what's her name who is in uh um the office
0: oh yeah she, parks and recreation
1: uh, yeah uh, yeah um uh, rashida jones rashida jones yeah. she's the like the the legal assistant yeah. And um, she's got that great scene at the end where she's talking to Mark kind of as everything's wrapping up. And and she says, um, you know, she's like, let me just read this out of the script. She's like, I could get a jury to believe you planted the story about Eduardo. You know how? Just by asking the question. Watch. Why weren't you at the sorority party that night? And Mark says, you think I'm the one who called the police? And she says, it doesn't matter. I asked the question and now everybody's thinking about it. You lost the jury in the first 10 minutes it's it's in a sense and that scene is it's it's interesting how it defines mark in that film but it's also interesting how a fictionalized movie ends up defining the reality for an audience you know right because right. now regardless of what the truth is because people are going out and seeing the movie this is for all intents and purposes what you know, a lot of people are seeing as the reality of how Facebook was founded.
0: Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And it's even not, you know, when you, when you look at that very opening scene uh, of of Zuckerberg and Erica Albright, Erica Albright is a character that does not exist. It's a person that does not exist. And the entire foundation of the movie, I think what you could say that the, the, the foundation of this movie is based so much on this sense of vengeance Right. A sense of of Mark getting back at at this at this woman for making him feel the way he felt uh, yeah. and and exercising his power over this woman uh, by doing something that he believed she was absolutely incapable of doing. She does not exist, nor does it is is her character in the book, The Accidental Billionaires. In that respect, the movie deviates in the first 10 minutes and the foundation of the story of the film uh is a fictitious one and yet it's it is as you say i mean it it largely has crafted this uh this you know manufactured history of the creation of this company yeah that, yeah, now, hmm. I, so I, you know, I don't want to get too far, uh, too far into it. But but I think we need to uh, we just make sure that we approach this not as a as a depiction of the film, because if I don't say that out loud, I'm going to get myself really wired because there's stuff that that happens. It's not true.
2: Right. You know? Well, I think I mean, just want to say that from uh, from an actor's standpoint um, and watching and listening to it and also um, because I, I've, you know, watched this over and over and over again. Because I love it so much, but it—it's amazing how when before I went to go see the movie, how many people said, you know, the movie's really not about Facebook. It is about Facebook, but it's—it's it's like like I think uh, Army Hammer said it. He's he plays one the Winklevoss twins, but basically he said, you know, it's it's like the fifth thing down the line. This right. movie's really this really this movie's about these these friendships and what happens to these friendships when this idea comes into play and. It's more about how that affects not just even the idea that this guy, you know, that Jesse Eisenberg plays it, that I think is, I mean, you can argue whether he really had hardly any friends or not, but, but I mean, watching interviews with him, the guy looks like he's about to get hit by a car every time you see him in the video it's like his eyes are all bulging. out. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is just the, he just seems like the guy that would not be able to hold a conversation with anybody um, for very long about, anything that had, didn't have to do with computers. But point being is that, you know, here's a guy that, uh, you know, had a couple friends and then, you know, the point is through this idea, what was more important to him? And that's, I think, what makes people kind of frustrated with Mark not even knowing him. Is this a guy that's like, is he like this? Is he really like this selfish and self-centered? But um, he's – the the whole the, the whole idea is that Jesse Eisenberg played this guy who – uh, ruins all of his friendships you know takes away you know the the what he could have had you know with Eduardo or whatever um to build this thing and i you know that's where i'm wondering is that tr- is that all true i mean is that the part that's all true
0: well i i wonder you know, I, you know and i i wonder i think I, I you sort of have to look at at uh not sort of i mean you you really have to look at at Aaron Sorkin um and and what he you know what he apparently was was you know working to extract from the book and the message that he was looking to get on on screen first and foremost. Now here's a guy, who uh, you know is on the record during the the you know uh, uh, press junket for this film, saying he doesn't have a Facebook account, he doesn't like it, he doesn't like computers, uh, and he's writing a, a movie uh, that is you know that's very foundation is built on technology. Uh, Now, you could argue that he's exactly the right guy to to write this film, Uh, because, as you say, Chad, I mean, it ends up being a a film much more about relationships and about what happens when ambition, um, you know, ambition exists at the service of friendship or friendship exists at the service of ambition. Uh, and and so depending on where you come down on that discussion and what Sorkin was looking at really getting into or getting out of the, the tale of, of Zuckerberg's journey, uh, you know, that really determines how you you know, how you look at the friendships and how they're played in this film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think basically when you see the film, it's it's I, I went in there actually thinking because you want it to be real. I think you want Erica Albright to be real. You want, and that's, I think where your anger comes in. You want that relationship to be there because it, it makes you feel like, Oh, this is the reason why he did this, you know, and the history comes into play. So, you know, and interviews with even, uh, you know, I've watched interviews with, with a lot of these guys and even Eduardo says, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't even dating anyone at the time. And I, you know so what what triggered all this? What triggered face smash
0: well you know, yeah, triggered... I mean you know uh, Zuckerberg has been dating Priscilla Chan for you know over ten years since before Facebook you know I mean, oh, I mean she's, okay so so you know, but that's that gets to the point right of just how far afield the the character of Zuckerberg is from reality i I don't want to kind of belabor that I know we've been talking too long about it, but the 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 truth of the matter is. Early Mark Zuckerberg, the real guy, probably, uh, you know, sounds very much like the guy Jesse Eisenberg portrayed, a guy who has real difficulty, uh, you know, interacting with human beings. And there are a lot of people like that in in that business, but they also, you know, learn to adjust and you don't become a a young, you know, young CEO, the second youngest billionaire on the planet uh, next to his employee uh Dustin Moskovitz i, I believe uh the yeah. the youngest billionaire on the planet uh if you if you really are are somebody who's manifested by evil and that's one of the things i really think is important to look at the at the layers of complexity that 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 the script gets to right i mean the fact that we have this conversation about um you know motivation through ambition in this movie is uh, it's enormously complex
1: yeah well, it was it's very complex and it's it's you know it's it's an interesting scenario and i think for aaron sorkin i can see why he would be uh, wanting to and very interested in telling this story because it's a story about basically a you know a computer programmer who um, reinvents um, the social media and how people can connect with each other while Never being able to, you know, get those social connections himself. You know, I mean, it, it, in the end, it ends up being a, you know, a personal tragedy for this guy. He just, you know, he he's able to in, reinvent social connections in the world. Yet he's he, at the very end, he's still stuck on Erica Albright. It's a fascinating character.
0: Well, it's a fascinating character. So where do you? I mean. Uh... Uh, do you do you guys remember the first time you saw this movie? How you felt about uh, Zuckerberg and the organization?
2: Oh my god! Before, I, I, wait,
0: wait, wait, you got it. Yeah, but before the movie, versus two hours later after the movie,
2: where I was like physically in the
0: theater. No, or? no, no. How, how what was your impression of Facebook and Zuckerberg before oh. the movie versus after the movie? Did it did do you find just the experience of being involved with these people on screen actually change your opinion?
1: Yeah. Well, well, personally, I knew nothing about anyone involved in the creation of Facebook before that. I was kind of an anti-Facebook guy for a, a while, and uh, my wife finally got me to join it. And then once I did, I, I enjoyed it, but I was never really at a point where I was actively pursuing it and learning who was involved and all that. And I'm sure I've heard Zuckerberg's name on the news and all that stuff, but I just kind of always dismissed it. So honestly, I saw the movie and it was kind of like the first time I really ever paid attention to those people. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I walked out of the theater probably saying, um, feeling that that was a a true story.
2: Well, I think it's what's amazing is that he he encapsulizes every kid's want to make something happen out of nothing that you know, the dream that he has to, to have it realized. I don't think that um definitely he knew where it was gonna go, but when I went in I I don't know why I so badly wanted to see the film. I think I'm I'm some one of those guys that I, I wanted I'm one of those people that, that I love the idea, especially for this film, it's history and we're living in that history right now. It wasn't like a hundred years ago and, or 200 years ago, you know, it wasn't like that it's happening right now. So it wasn't too long. It's not even 10 years ago. You know, it's not even, it's, you know, he's a, he's, he's only been, I mean, we, Facebook only been really around for a very short, short period of time now. And, but you know, the impact it's had is huge. So when I sat down in the theater, I mean, even hearing the Trent, Trent Rasner, you know, hit, hit all of his music that carried that film. I mean, really, just like moved you through it emotionally um I, I was actually hearing an interview with that uh just as a side note um, with um david fincher talking about how they they talked about the piano music and how in the beginning you can hear that lonely piano music in the beginning and then at the very end of the film i mean as the film goes on they move it's it's a stand up piano that they move, that they use and as the film goes on they actually move the piano farther and farther away in the room and at the very end of the movie, it's like it's it's you can hear it in the distance and it's actually represents who he was sort of echoing this haunting echo. And I thought, geez, and I you know, it's weird because I've just always thought that music through the whole thing was very haunting. It was just it's gotta it's it drives it, it's just haunting, it's empty, but at the same time it's 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 very active and it makes you like curious about what's happening. But for me, when I when I watched that film, I was just the inventive spirit within me was just thinking about like what this, this, this socially awkward man that no one would have thought would have created this thing, created this thing. That's that I kept going into my head. Like why, why this is, I mean, on a deeper level, whether you know anything about Mike Mark Zuckerberg or not, I think the real point and what everybody's always said about him is that, you know, in this film and then outside the film is he's awkward socially, not that that guy that that everybody talks to, that he has a t- bunch of friends, and so in your mind you have to. In my mind, I'm thinking like, is was this his escape? Was this his way to make friends in a digital place that made complete sense to him? You know, this was his outlet. This was his way, and uh, and so when I watched it, I was like, this is a really. This film goes much deeper than just the you know, what they're actually saying with these other characters, it was actually his, you know, it always seemed like for me when I was watching it, like this guy's fight to speak and have the friends that he could never have in, in life seems like, or like that he would want the way he'd want them.
0: Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I, I like so much about the way they're, they're like these data points in the film and the, the, the way the, the music and the script and, and in fact, the role that this fictitious Erica Albright plays through the, the course of uh of the film right so he is spurned by her in the opening scene in what is some of the just most brilliant dialogue most nuanced uh traffic changes of dialogue that that you will hear i mean the first the first few minutes is just perfect
1: yes genius it
0: really is genius and and the so you look at that and he is moved to go back you have this long walking uh, sequence of him walking across you know the the fictitious harvard um campus which i i think what was it it's uh, uh, it wasn't harvard it was uh another there's like
1: four different schools they yeah. filmed that i don't know what the, that particular part was
0: so so they have he goes back to his dorm and that experience motivates him to do face mash and then he as a character and i mean check me on this but he seems to he's he's ambitious he loses himself in the engineering Of Facebook, right? Of the face mash. Face mash, right? right? And, but, but it all builds up to this dramatic sort of crescendo of him taking the site live and it's a press of a button and there it Mm -hmm. is. And then, uh, after a little bit of, you know, drama, we're in a bar and they're with the two girls and he goes back over, he sees Erica and again, he, his emotional. Sort of uh, arc has stabilized at this point. He sees her, tries to apologize. She scorns him again, and that's when he is again emotionally motivated to expand Facebook and make it even bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So the uh, now back to the music. the mm-hmm. The very first track on the on the you know as you bring up on the uh, soundtrack, jazz is actually called "Hand Covers Bruise," yeah. and mm-hmm. I find that uh really so um illustrative of the tempo of the film like every time he reaches out to to take the mouse it's it's him covering this injury that he keeps that, that he keeps taking every time he thinks of and 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 interacts with this with this woman and and so what she represents is his inability i think to to deal with uh with people and he responds by going inside of himself and creating this monster uh you know social network
1: hmm. and I've, and I, that and that particular track of music actually comes back 3 times throughout the film so it's it's interesting how it does that and echoes it throughout
0: yeah
2: it's beautiful yeah. i mean it's beautiful beautifully done mhm yeah and it was the i think that was the whole piano going farther away kind of thing i actually have the script in front of me right now are you, do you? Is it a bedtime read? Uh, no, I mean, I, I just, just <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole dialogue thing. No, it's just, yeah, it was amazing. Did you know that that opening scene was done ninety nine
1: takes? They had ninety nine takes. Yeah, that's that's Fincher for you. <laughs> <laughs> you ninety
2: nine, and what I heard was that was like, and everybody except "Wow, that's that was," hor-. and every time Mark uh well not mark but um jesse would jesse. say like he would say like no no you don't understand this was like an actor's dream to be able to do 99 takes and i can honestly tell you from an actor's point of view and actually working with andy <laughs> but the hardest part <laughs> of of being the actor is that the director saying like oh, no, let's move on and you're like oh let, let's just do one more take because you're feeling it differently now you're, you're, there's a different moment that you're you know you like you realize something new and uh, a lot of times directors, you know, they just move on. But, uh, but it was just amazing. Like he did those 99 takes until he, he got what he wanted out of the actors. He, he got everything out of them. And so that's what we see. What we see on screen is something that, you know, and even, I don't know if you noticed this, but they had, they didn't, they didn't fill, they didn't flood in that music, or not music, but the, the sound of the people in the background. They were all speaking at regular volume. And so it was just sort of like they were trying to really create this, this atmosphere of this bar, um, which normally you don't do in a film. You're, you're usually you have right. people either very silently talking or not at all, which was right, right.
0: Well, you know, that, the, the, the entire, uh, we're, we're doing this Fincher discussion backwards, the Benjamin Button Fincher discussion. And as, in, in doing that, we're, we're sort of at a, at a disadvantage uh, because we're, we're deconstructing his style in reverse. Right. But I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, Andy, you said something last week as we were talking about sort of the Fincher, you know, what is the, the Fincher style? Um, and it's interesting as you think about all the movies that had chronologically led to this film, Mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, again, check me on this. Would you agree that he has become more nuanced uh, and uh, even more subtle in this film than really all the prior films he'd done?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, and I, you know, but I, I think to a certain extent, it also kind of it depends on the story he's telling. You know, I mean, this story, I don't think, you know, it's not about a serial killer um, or or any sort of, you know, wild chase sort of film or anything like that. It's, I mean, it's a relatively tame film for him. I mean, it's the, you know, this and uh, Benjamin Button were really kind of, you know, if you look at his entire body of work, they're kind of different films for him. Um, but well, even... and, and
0: by the same token, so is Dragon Tattoo. I mean, well, not, none it's of those three movies could be film, compared though. to none of those three movies, though, could be compared in, you know, it, it, as as the same sort of type of project as Panic Room and um, and and Fight Club, for example.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, those are very um, much more stylized films. You know, I think I think these films, I think, are a little more in the Panic Room vein rather than the Fight Club vein, just as far as kind of the the overall, you know, somber tone of the whole thing, but the, um, but you know, well, I mean, it's his, you know, um, social network was his eighth film and it's definitely clear that as he's been making films, he has become more nuanced and has been able to, um, to find, you know, those smaller moments and, and be satisfied with them. Whereas maybe earlier on, for example, like in the computer programming scenes, you know, in the hands of a younger David Fincher or perhaps a um, a, a completely different director, those may have been completely, you know, like, you know, the net jumping th- into the computer and through the wires and just all sorts of like watching how how people get connected. And it could have turned into kind of a, you know, a much more CG fest of, you know, the glory of how information is transmitted. Um, You know, I think between this and Dragon Tattoo, he certainly found a way to, um, in a very simple way, kind of show you how these, you know, in one case computer programmers, in another case computer hackers, it's almost just like an extension of them. It's not even like they're doing anything, um, anything odd it's just you know it's just they're typing on their keyboard and they know exactly what they're doing it's not that interesting i suppose but it doesn't have to be flashy either for them to end up creating facebook you know Well,
0: i think that gets to a, a really central point in his filmmaking i really like the way you said that because this movie uh i, I think a younger fincher my hypothesis is a younger fincher would have uh, would have lost the the real merit of the script with the technology, and, or would have would have sort of conflated the merit of the script, the humanity of the script, with the technology of the script. And I think that this more sort of grown up Fincher uh, really nailed what is most interesting about this movie which is the people that actually and how they relate with one another not the computers that they're on and the networks that they're that they're you know wired into right what so how would you define the social network fincher style like what what do you in in terms of his filmmaking the choices he makes what somebody says well that's definitely a fincher movie you can tell it's a fincher movie why can you tell it's a fincher movie
1: well, it's very dark, um, not just um, the look of it, but just the tone of it. It's a darker tone. You know, I mean, the Mark Zuckerberg character is a, a fairly insensitive person. Um, so we're kind of, you know, with him as our protagonist, we're tagging along with him and its it becomes a world of kind of insensitivity, I suppose. So it's just, it's darker, it's you know, about kind of the, the, um, last decades, you know, wants and needs and, you know, pe- the way that people are, um, you know, kind of just, you know, it's all about, you know, creating these things and getting money and, and fame and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and so that kind of darkness, that darker tone, that darker edge, um, I think would be kind of the biggest calling card that would make this, I suppose you'd say, a Fincher film. Um, and also just attention to detail. You know, that's one thing that I've noticed in every film of his is he just really knows how to catch details that um, you don't often get in other films. You know, it's just it's just these, these little things that happen um, that just really kind of help define a film and hence kind of what Fincher is doing with them.
0: I got it running here uh, in front of me and I'm, I just marvel at uh, how good he has gotten at making, you know, paperwork fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these, you know, really what they've, what they're doing here, the way that the script is structured and, and what had just popped up is the actual scene, the pitch scene where they go to New York to pitch the ad executive, who is Aaron Sorkin. Right. And, uh, you know, insofar as the book itself was actually a tale of mostly Eduardo Saverin, this movie, the way this is structured, uh, you really are hearing three perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. As they jump back and forth between these different lawsuits. There's the Winklevi. Yeah. And yep. and their perspective jumping through through their timeline. There's the uh Savarin timeline, right? Jumping through his yep. court case. <clears throat> right. Uh and the um Sean Parker sort of integrated timeline.
1: Well, and I, I would just almost just call that one just like the present day or the, the flash day. the flashbacks, I or really is, you know, the the actual story. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Because Sean, Sean Parker doesn't, I mean, he's, he's just part of all of that back, you know, timeline that uh, is coming through from those two depositions.
0: Right. As they catch up with themselves Mm -hmm. over time. Did you guys like,
2: did you, I like, I thought that he, he fit that so well. Like uh, like Sean Parker, like I I I felt like you couldn't have cast a better person for that person. Only because not just because he's a singer, you know, what I mean, like he fit it that way, the profile, he, who he was as a person. But I just I just felt like his his uh the way he did it was wasn't pretentious. It wasn't it just somehow fit that role and it fits, you know, his. I mean, even that scene when they're like when they're sitting and, and he's like, you know, Eduardo's like, you know, he's 25, you know, he's 25 minutes late. And then he comes in, he does that whole scene. He goes, he goes, you know what, you want to know what's cool? He goes, you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and it's the look on his face. Cause he could have had a look, but the look that, that, that he has on this face is not this look of he he's con- very consistent with being enamored with Jesse Eisenberg with, with Mark Zuckerberg. And so he's just like, he keeps taking these hits from Eduardo but they just kind of like slide off his back because he's the guy and he knows he's the guy and he's the guy in real life he's the guy you know it's like so it's yeah. like you don't not believe that he is anyway so it's almost like it was the perfect fit for him to be that cuz we didn't have to convince ourselves at all well
0: you know? and you know to i i I would add to that and I I you know I uh, I don't listen to uh justin timberlake music you know it's not he's not on I, I
1: don't carry his music around oh come on you've got your sexy back
0: <sighs> okay i've got that's the one that i is have.
1: That, is that he's got his sexy back i've got a sexy a i've sex got a
0: sexy back, back. that's yeah. what it, we're saying yeah. but but uh, <clears throat> i think uh timberlake is i mean he's a guy i think we will remember more as an actor When he is, you know, in 10 years, I think when he did Alpha Dogs, he set himself apart as somebody who could, um, you know, who can play a key role uh, as an actor and not as a guy parading around, uh, you know, who just gets acting roles in big movies because of his name. And I think in many respects, while I totally agree with you that, you know, in in one respect, his fame served him in this role. It does a disservice to Justin Timberlake's a- actual acting talent uh, because I think he is a much more gifted actor uh, than people, you know, often give him credit for. And I think his, uh, you know, his performances have, um, you know, are often dismissed because of his fame. And, and I don't necessarily think they should be um, because I think he did it. He did a
1: terrific job in this film. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was he was he was really just fantastic. I mean, I I think Chad had it pretty spot on. I mean, you know, he 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 brought that presence to the role and I think that that role needed that presence and he worked really well. You're right. I do think it has affected him. Um since then in some cases. Um but you know, I mean, I I think in the last year he's kind of proven that he can he is more of an actor and I mean, he's been, he's been a busy, a busy actor this last year.
0: He has been, he's been very busy and in, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see that he's the guy who carries these movies that otherwise might not be that great. I, I hope he gets into some movies where he can carry them, where the movies are also that great.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, not, not Yogi Bear 2. I hope not. I hope <laughs> not.
0: Uh, so, you know, but while we're talking about the, uh, about the actors, I mean, was there anybody for you guys that stood out as not an absolutely a career defining exemplary performance in this film?
2: Uh, the guy uh, that's the guy that suggested to do, uh, face smash in the back behind Jesse. He was blurry i just didn't think he was doing his job <laughs> he, he was blurry <laughs> i think I think, was... I
0: think that was the character of uh of dustin the youngest billionaire no no dust no, dustin, no.
1: Wait, it was du- he, dustin is the jurassic park kid
0: yeah dust dust this was another guy that came oh in right 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 He the drunk like in, the in the very opening scene the opening yeah. c- coding
2: scene but i felt like i yeah. felt like dust the guy who played dustin what was his name
1: Joseph Mazzello.
2: Yeah. Joseph the Mazzello. Jurassic he, Park kid. He was oh, man. So, if you just watch him, if you just watch him, he, he is, he, his character is spot on. I mean, he does not, he does not stray from yeah. the kind of lighthearted guy that he is. It's just really, he's really, really, like in the scene where they're all sitting there and they bring the girls into the apartment and they're, they're like right after the Jessica Albright interaction where he should have apologized. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. And they're all sitting there and he's, he's just sitting there and his first words are, who are they?
1: Who are they? Who are the girls? <laughs> yeah, who are the girls?
2: Know. That's right. That's his first his first word. that like, They go to this whole thing, and then, who are these people? And it's just, you know, um, he says stuff like that the whole movie, and he's just so funny. You know, like, yep. the, the network's down. He's the guy that comes running up and goes, the network's down. You know, it right. has got this huge, but it, 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 it like, it puts the stamp on the end of that scene that makes it so great. You're like, oh, that's really funny, you know? Well, and that's one
0: of those things that you, you look at it that when you, when you think about it, I mean, he was the first, uh, uh, the first director of software development at Facebook. I mean, he is largely the guy who made Facebook what it is. The, he, he is, if you look at all of the heroes, he's the unsung one.
2: Right. We uh, need to make a movie about him, Andy. Just Totally. <laughs>
0: It's going to be and a documentary. Mark in the background, have Mark <laughs> be in the background. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, all It'll be <laughs> we'll
1: called uh... it The Story of Dustin. It'll it'll be like uh uh Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern oh, totally. Dough. What's the
0: uh, what's that the great? I, it's one of my favorite uh, HBO shows. Extras. Did you watch this? Oh yeah, that was a great. show. That's a terrific show. It's a, that's a show that's needed to be made for a long time.
2: We just call it Dusty. Dusty.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so this is then this is the question I have for you. Besides the blurry guy, and frankly, but in in my opinion, Rashida Jones, who I don't think really, I didn't take her very seriously. The film was awesome.
1: Well, just just real quick before you You'd, comment, only because I, you
0: have a crush. Fine. No, it's totally, well, uh, has a crush. totally has a crush.
1: No, I'm saying this because that's a role where I think to a certain extent there it was a disservice casting somebody who is more recognizable in that role. I felt I agree. I felt that that was a role where it would have been better off being a little more of an unknown sort of person because it's it to me when there's a a person who's who is as recognizable as Rashida Jones is playing a role like that it always ends up feeling like the role was you know cut down in the editing room or 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 something you know and so it just it always makes it stand out so I I I think she's a great actress I just I feel like it would have been better having you know, somebody I didn't recognize there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, um, And maybe that's kind of what leaves a sort of a bad taste in my mouth. But, uh, but the bigger point is you brought up Jesse Eisenberg. I think that guy brought to the table, some of the greatest, most sort of complex character portrayal I have seen. And he is, he is just fantastically complicated actor. And I think he did a great job. I thought, you know, all of these guys are tasked with playing these roles about, about these young people, these kids who are dealing with things that, you know, most, you know, really mature adults have trouble dealing with the the amount of money, uh, the legal wranglings, all these things. And they really I thought they really pulled it off. The film was great. The script was I, I mean, Sorkin, please, When has that guy messed anything up? He's just he's his dialogue is he's one of the one of the great dialogue writers of our age. Mm-hmm. fincher's yeah. is is on his a game why did the king's speech win the oscar
1: well because it's a great movie <laughs>
0: it's a great movie but it doesn't i don't think but, it brings anywhere near the complexity of filmmaking
1: i agree right? you know you know that why movie it brings? won it's because the weinstein brothers were behind it oh because they're so classy no <laughs> <laughs> because they are marketing machines they're the ones who got um an oscar for what was it 97 when they um uh, was it called um shakespeare in love beat out saving private ryan which you know i think at the time seemed you know quite like a huge surprise And everybody kind of blamed it on the Miramax marketing machine. And, um, you know, that's how those guys really, you know, pushed to get things to win. And and they've since left Miramax and now it's just the Weinstein company. But, you know, as I recall, The King's Speech was one of their films. I should actually (laughs) make sure I'm right in that before I... Uh, go on record saying yes, it. Yes, we I, we
0: pride ourselves as being absolutely accurate. Eventually, <laughs> yes, I believe all
1: you. I believe all you say. I, I
0: believe all. <laughs> Even the second time when you correct it, that's yeah. right. Even then, oh.
1: but I think that's why. Um, you know, I, it, I it. This one is one of the um, top-rated films. I think ever on Metacritic it's a 95 and Metacritic is like the more critical version of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so if, you know, usually if a film is like, you know, in the nineties on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like in the, you know, seventies or eighties on Metacritic because it's a much more, you know, narrow window of, of film critics. And this has a 95 on Metacritic. So, I mean, that's a hugely high score it's um it won tons of awards and it was quite a surprise that it did not win um best picture a little bit of a shame
2: Sh- truly yeah i mean i think too it's 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 going to be i think uh because you know the executive producer was kevin spacey on this
1: yeah he was right. he was involved and, and he mentions at the
2: he mentions that, you know, like, hey, you know, you, you always wonder, you know, whatever happened to the movies like, you know, The Graduate, some of these older That's movies that were just timeless movies, you know, that just kind of stay there with you. And he's like, are we still making those movies? And this is it. You know, this movie is not a – it is a movie that is – it goes – I mean, you can't you – you watch this movie over and over and over again and you cannot get enough of these people. You can't. They're just – they make them that deep and that rich and that amazing. And all the people work so hard on that. And it's too, it is too is too bad that they didn't get what it deserved. I think the King's Speech probably, you're right. I mean, just probably best actor, but I don't know about, you know, best picture. Um, yeah, best because, actor.
0: I, You know, I, I could totally see Jesse Eisenberg, uh, you know, winning best actor for this movie, but he's really, you know, he's the young kid. This is going to go down as, as an early standout performance for him and i just think you know there were others that i can see why he didn't
1: yeah he should have but i can see why he didn't i can see it's very obvious why colin firth won he was just fantastic he was fantastic yeah jesse eisenberg though in his defense i think there are a lot of people who poo-poo his performance and i am going to say poo-poo his performance um by saying you know oh it's jesse eisenberg he always plays these fast-talking um, kind of, you know, sorts of characters. Not like this. He, like, did, he doesn't. Well, I know, but there's there are people who kind of say that about him, and I'm like, have you seen the film? Did you watch what he brought to that role? No. I mean, there's so much going on in this Mark Zuckerberg character, and it's just fascinating to watch him, and he did it so well. So I think he deserved. I, you know, in in my estimation, it could have very well have been a tie, and I would have been, I would have been happy. Do they do a lot tie. of
0: ties? At the they used,
1: I, they used to. Well, it all depends on votes. It yeah, happens. I guess I guess yeah. very very I did not
0: know that. I yeah. did not know that. Well, and and to uh, you know to Chad's point, I mean I'm right with you. And I, there isn't you name a character from Sports Night to West Wing to I think in in my opinion his best series Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip to Charlie Wilson's War, Social Network, uh, The American President. Uh, mm. I, I mean, a few good men. Name those guys. I want to hang out with all of them. Zorkin mm-hmm. yeah. writes characters I want to know badly. They're the people I want to hang out with because just watching those shows makes me smarter. Makes me well, no, no, no feel smarter. <laughs>
2: look smarter, Pete. Come on, look smarter. And
0: also look smarter. You should see yeah. me right
2: now. I've got. You have a mustache, don't no <laughs> you? <laughs> uh... Oh, That's smarter, mustache. all right. No, but he, I mean, even if even Army Hammer, I thought Army Hammer. But we totally have to talk about that. Yeah, Army Hammer, paycheck. and I, I actually got to ask Army Hammer about. I asked, I sat down, and because he was in um, J. Edgar, yeah, uh, and I I actually went to a screening of it, and he talked, and I uh, I raised my hand. I actually got to ask the last question, and uh, he didn't understand the second part of my question. I felt horrible about that, but I asked him like, what was the difference between you know. Uh, I no, I asked him, like, what was it like working with, with Clint Eastwood? Um, because basically, Clint Eastwood is so different from David Fincher, and that Clint Eastwood is, is he'll like have you do something that seems like it's a practice scene, and then he that's the scene, <laughs> and then they yeah. move on, and everybody's like, What? It's like, yeah, we got what we want. And I don't know if it's because he's so old that uh he just doesn't want to spend the time but he does some good stuff. He, he's still. so
0: old he's just counting the seconds. <laughs> I All could those be old in. people I he could be in the grave any minute. I need to we need to get through this take because this could be the end.
1: Wow, <laughs> that was that was creepy. That, that was a really
2: good <laughs> That's probably how you say it.
0: Sometimes dude. sometimes I can pull it out. I'm not kidding.
2: But um <laughs> But uh anyway, no, but he was talking about that. And what I wanted to ask him, what he didn't answer was was the scenes in this movie was there or not in this movie, but in the in the scenes that he did with Clint Eastwood improvised. But what's interesting is the scenes in this movie um weren't improvised. Like they were they were word for word for word. I mean everything was uh they almost like kept Aaron Sorkin's stuff like a Bible. Yeah. You know, and um and just listen to Army Hammer, he's just such a he's such a, um, a smart actor. You know, there's a lot of people that kind of go off of talent. I think he is talented, but I think he's very smart. He's very, very smart. And even the way he responds to people, you know, how like when, when, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I for, for circuit Valentine, we did all this like press and we did all these things. And I had trouble saying sentences without saying, uh, and you know, like, I felt like a surfer after like the first few minutes because I didn't really know like the answers. And he had he actually just would stop and and take a moment and think and answer your question. And I just seeing him in this movie, he's a lot like that. Like he's you he, he's funny when he when he's supposed to be funny, he's dead on. He's funny, you know. He's just really funny, you know. Like when he says, yeah. you know, he goes, "We can do that right now." There's two of me, like what does he say? There's a like there's yeah when he was talking
0: about going to beat up uh, uh, Zuckerberg, yeah. right. I'm two yeah, twenty five. I'm six five, two hundred pounds, and there's two of me. There's two of me, right? That line. I mean, that yeah. he just the way he says it is well, and and the way he says it as two people. I mean, the and and that's you know. I sat there. I watched this film again with my wife. Again, we're on a string of movies that my wife <laughs> will actually watch with me, and so I feel really uh, thrilled about that. And so we sat down to watch this last night, and she did not know uh, how. The Winklevi twins uh, were done, and and again in so many ways, I feel like Benjamin Button was like a terrific prelude technologically. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that next week. But but what they did in this movie was so seamless uh, to use another actor's body and put Army Hammer's head on top of it throughout. Uh, was, uh, it, it looked, I, I mean, it looked perfect. I found, you know, as you were doing the research for the movie, I found the one, uh, you know, the one gaff that is listed as a gaff. There are like three frames where you can sort of tell that they didn't quite get the head turned on right away. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, have you ever seen anything like this?
1: It was, it was flawless. I mean, the only time I've seen it done... Uh well like this was uh kind of the old school way where it would be shot um in a split screen method you exactly. know like like old Haley mills or or um dead ringers types of uh movies
0: which apparently was well, dead ringers was the was one of the movies
1: they studied uh day that were your R. favorite Hammer... movie parent trap right andy parent trap? oh all time yeah yeah but but yeah, they actually, they did some split screen work in this, but yeah. primarily, yeah, they replaced the face on, you know, Josh Pence was the actor who, who was the, you know, body double.
0: He's like an underwear guy, right? Isn't he like an underwear he model? He is the underwear guy. He's like an underwear model or something.
1: Yeah, and he has a very brief cameo. So
0: to history. speak. You just made an underwear
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> totally. If only I intended to do that, it would have been I awesome. But... I know that's why I had to call it out so blatantly.
0: Yeah, awesome. Because you know, I felt like you might have missed it. What was it? Uh, what was what was his cameo?
1: When uh they're screwing around with the girls in the bathroom at the club, and they step out, and the girls are kind of you know in their freshening up, and it, and he, a guy walks up to go to the bathroom, and. And Eduardo is just like, oh, there's some girls in there. And the guy's like, cool, or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's him. That's Josh Pence, right? Yep.
2: Oh. Oh,
0: Josh. That's, so well, the that's... guy that we
2: haven't talked about yet is uh, is Andrew Garfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, the new Peter you know, Parker. It's interesting. He's been around in, in England for a while. I hadn't seen him until – um. Terry Gilliam's movie the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus Mm -hmm. and he was really impressive in that um I didn't care for the movie that much but I you know I always watched Terry Gilliam's movies and um but Andrew Garfield really struck me as you know somebody who was you know great and then Terry Gilliam in the behind the the scenes stuff he's talking about how you know Andrew is like the next big thing. And I'm like, well, I can, I can see him doing some stuff. I don't know if he's going to be like the next big thing. And then, then he's in social network and then he's Spider-Man. I'm like, wow, I guess he really is. the next. (laughs) And so it is written. And so it uh, shall be
2: done. That's right.
1: Wow. He told you, Andy, I I know I I should start listening to Terry more often.
0: I like, I like him, but you know what? I feel like I'm going to, I don't even know if this is a fair comparison. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a terrific actor. I do. Yeah. I I have a hard time watching things that he does uh, and not enjoying them. I, I really, that is my stance on DiCaprio. I also find him incredibly hard to believe because of how he looks. Oh, yeah. He looks like a child.
2: A man child.
0: He is a man child. And and he is, he just carries that. And so I think that is a gr- the great example is uh you know, looking at um, you know, this uh insipid. No. <laughs> what's the
1: what's the <laughs> one
0: he did just they just did the in insip- No, it the before that with the dreams. Oh, uh, Inception. Inception <laughs> Inception. <laughs> in- Not Insipid in- Insipid <laughs> <laughs> This is, I'm telling is you, that a, every, is that another movie? Oh, every damn week I'm, we do this. Too late. It's too late. It's
1: true. It always is.
0: So there he is in, <laughs> in Insipid. <laughs> he and, and you know you were gonna That's say Shutter that. Island. I, there, there's another one. He he doesn't look like the guy that you would that you would expect to be the characters that he's playing. He doesn't look like he, the suits don't fit him. He doesn't wear suits that fit. Like he's, it's like dress up on Halloween. My five-year-old wearing my suit looks like it's like a play suit. But when, once you get past that and actually let yourself kind of get lost in his portrayal of these characters, I think he does a great job. I sort of feel like Andrew Garfield is, is in that same category for me. I think once you get past the fact that, uh, just how he looks and behaves on screen, you know, uh, just how he looks on screen then you can focus on how he behaves on screen and get lost in the part but it's hard to do because he just doesn't feel quite there like he's grown into his skin yet he's like a he's like a german shepherd puppy you know with this big ears and big paws and the rest of him is just not quite grown in yet i think he's another one that's going to be terrific and i will say i think he's probably just right for peter parker as mad as I am that that movie is being made yeah. and that yeah. Chad is not in it. I'm sad <laughs> about that. I am mad and sad about Chad. I think he will be great. I think uh, Andrew Garfield will do a, a a very
1: good job. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. have to talk about that Spider-Man movie another day. Yeah. I, we can go off on that for a long time. At, at great length. I'm, I'm, I'm none too I, happy.
0: Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I, no, I, no, I'm really, no, none too happy is the word. But and Andy if, and I
1: were in the first one, weren't we, Andy? We weren't were we? in the first Spider-Man film, yes. yes. We made it in there.
0: I know, it, we're going to well, have to post I, a
1: screenshot. I had a CG yeah. explosion over me, so you cannot actually see me in the film.
0: All right. So, and then, Chad,
2: can you tell where where you were seen? Oh, I was actually, there was a close-up of me, and they took it out because I had New York a New York cap on. So you were actually not seen. I was not seen in the movie either. So, yeah, when you, I think I, was, so, I think I was with
1: Andy at, during the CG explosion. Remember? Yeah, you're, you're behind the explosion with me. All right. So, for, for the
0: audience, yeah. for the vast audience that's listening, actually, we don't have anyone listening to the show because, Chad, you are on it. Um, right. <laughs> I will. But I'm will a big say, fan. You're a big fan, and you're He'll going to go listen to, He'll listen,
1: to <laughs> listen to it. You'll listen to it at least twice. At
0: least. I just want to make sure we understand that when you say we were in that movie, technically, you were cut from that movie.
1: Technically yes. We were, I think I, I, I te- we were not <laughs> cut. <laughs> well technically we were just we we had C G added on top of us, but we're there. You were there, With okay. the celluloid under right. the, Can under you the see? digital do you explosive.
0: is I, I imagine it's like it's like walking into a room and the killer's feet are under the velvet curtain. Like, right. you, <laughs>
2: <That's> like <laughs> all we see plan. is Chad and Andy's shoes under an explosion. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And you can actually see interviews with us in the making of with the extras that wasn't included in any of the. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now there's a forty five minute bit with Chad and Andy sitting on the couch, <laughs> talking about
2: the film. Well, here's the thing though. What was was what was what was cool is I actually got I don't know if you guys know. Well, I think Andy knows. Andy, I do. You think I think you know? Is I sent actually an audition tape to, uh, to Sony, and it was watched by. Um, by the casting directors, um, when they were auditioning for Spider-Man, the original one. And, um, and I called in a couple times and I said, No, oh, so they watch it. And they're like, you know, they did watch it. They enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, that's great. And they go, but you know what? Uh, they're just, even the person they're thinking of now, I don't think they're going to take him. And I go, "Toby Maguire. And there was this science on the, on the, you know, on the other end. And he goes, well, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Oh take, man. And like the next day it was Toby Maguire. It was Maguire. And they uh, were shining you on, man. They were shining me down. Uh, uh, God, I had, that's a, a word. I had a thing uh, just now. But I, but yeah. Anyway, <sighs> but Andrew, Andrew Garfield was he's something.
0: Good. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he did a great job of this movie. But well, I,
1: it's moments like when when they're at the the Jewish fraternity. <laughs> that, know, was so like, that was so when, good. Nice. When he's, he comes walking over and he does that little. That shimmy, Dance. yeah, there's a shimmy that he does. Uh, David Fincher talks about on the commentary how that's just something that, after I don't know a dozen takes or so, that he just kind of threw in there, and everyone loved it so much that they just kept it. And he, uh, but it's was perfect, you know. Yeah, it was. Well, it was I don't
2: know if you guys a... know about this, but I mean, I and I've just I've I've watched this film over and over, and watched all the interviews, and he talks about how he 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 when he read the script, he knew right off his character would not work unless he fell in love with Jesse Eisenberg's character like fell in love with whoever played Jesse Eisen you know Mark Zuckerberg because he said you know it had to be somebody that felt like a younger brother that he could love envy want to protect and just be you know just hate at the same time and 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 he's and he said he basically Outside of, you know, sexually, he, you know, fell in love with Jesse, you know, over this course of this film because of who Jesse was and their relationship. And that's why it works so well. And, well, um,
0: and, and is really, I mean, when they explode, when he goes to and, and is asked to sign the papers in the Facebook headquarters and he goes over and smashes Jesse's, Jesse's, Mark's laptop. Uh, I think and, it was Jesse's. It was probably Jesse's. <laughs> Dude, totally not a prop. <laughs> Go, what the heck? Movie foul. Oh my uh, that, was a, that was a a, a terrific scene. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, it, on, on the part of Timberlake, too. Uh, oh, my gosh. Right after that? He was when he's great. Like, he was oh great. Gosh. They just did a great job. I think they built to that sort of explosive thing. And I think, you know, getting back to something you said earlier, well, one of you said earlier brilliantly. One of the things that's so jarring about this movie, when I walked out of this movie, I thought, well, I think one of the things that I find so weird is that it is discussing history that we are involved in today. Right. That after this movie, I got on my phone and went to Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook page. And that was almost so meta that I, I couldn't, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. Right. It was, it was almost too much. Like you know, you don't want to say too soon, man, too soon, because there wasn't really a, a thing, you know, it's not like, you know, making uh, the Toon Towers movie, you know, it's it's oh, yeah, it's just different. It's different when you're living it as you're watching it play out, sort of.
2: Oh, here, I want to mention one of the person that I thought was really great was the guy who played um, Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so great he sounded just like bill gates he did
0: i thought it was bill like, gates I, it was uh it was not because it was yo- he well he was you know uh, younger yes by by, friend. like five years so right. it couldn't have been him
2: couldn't have been
0: yeah uh who actually played bill gates that was uh, steve Syres. cyres was- cyrus
2: I think it
1: was
0: uh, and Steve has been in, uh, he has played Bill Gates before. <laughs>
1: he's one of those guys, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a, a Bill a Gates double. guy.
0: He is a double. He was in nothing so probably strange.
1: Goes to casinos. He probably in... goes to casinos and does like the Bill Gates show. You know,
0: he was, in, <laughs> he has been in, he's been in the, uh, he was in episode dated three, August, 1998 of the daily show with John Stewart. Mm. And he was in Nothing So Strange in 2002 as Bill Gates and in the social network in 2010 as Bill Gates. Fascinating. Awesome. You go, Steve Sires. So is that what
2: his name one? is? He,
0: it's bizarre because when you look at him, he does not look like, uh, oh no, that's Brian Fleming. There's no picture of him. I can't find a picture of him. Oh. Weirdly, I guess I'm just picturing Bill Gates. Um <laughs> All right. So I think we're good. Anyway, how would you how would you wrap up this uh this your social network experience with uh Fincher?
1: Well, you know, I think it was uh um the uh I would say the at this point in his career, I think that this is the the uh, pinnacle so far. Um I don't think he's made even with Girl with the Dragon tattoo, I don't think he's topped this film. I just I think it was so good um, in every aspect and i'm talking the directing that he brought to the table the acting the writing all things we've talked about already but also the editing i mean they the you know kirk and angus who we talked about last time very much deserved to win the oscar for this film um you know uh, cronenweth shot it and was it was just fantastic uh, you know everything right down to you know the the locations they used everything that they used to make this film was just so right i mean it was just it's such a, a flawless story that's being told here and um yeah i i think it's really in my mind the top of uh, fin- fincher's work
0: i would i would say i would say the same and i would say that one of the great lessons i think this was something that uh, that you brought to my attention last week was that that Fincher was not tied to the next Dragon, uh, bo- uh movies, and mm-hmm. what became so clear to me with this movie, uh, the Social Network, is that one of his really I think largely unique skills is has become how to pick the right projects. Uh, you can you can really tell. I mean, this is a unique project that he brought a really unique vision to. And, and I think he's, um, you know, th- that's one of those skills that I don't think is celebrated often enough is, is learning how to say no. And, and you can tell by, you know, when you look at, at the catalog of, of films from alien three through dragon tattoo, clearly he has gotten better and better at doing that.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's coming into this project. I mean, you know, he was brought onto this project by Scott Rudin. Right. And, uh, and, um, Dana and, Aaron, and well, and Aaron Sorkin who yeah. who wrote it and said, you know, I think that he would be our guy. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, great call on their part.
0: Right. Great. I mean, it was the, the whole package and, you know, we haven't really talked, we talked I think at length about Reznor and, and, um, Atticus, uh, last time. Yeah. Last time. And, and but, but really in it, this, uh, this, the social network, um, uh, uh, the the soundtrack to the social network is, uh, you know, it, it's one of those you can just put on repeat. It, it becomes a soundtrack to whatever you're doing. It is malleable. Yeah. That's gorgeous it's music. Per- gorgeous. It's perfect. Chad, yep. how do you wrap it up?
2: Um, You know, <clears throat> I was actually so funny because when Andy was going to wrap it up, I was going to say, can you wrap it up using the word conundrum? And, uh, and I think,
0: and I would like to say, can you wrap it up using the word Twinkie? Okay, I can.
2: Yeah, I know, I know you can.
1: How about a How about Twinkie conundrum? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I think, um, yeah, I think that um, that uh, seriously, like any of other, you know, any of the other movies that uh, I saw last year were really, um, really, virtually the size of a, a Twinkie compared to. Uh, the David Fincher film. And also it creates a, an enormous conundrum for David Fincher. Can he create another film as great? But <laughs> wow, uh, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think basically his, his vision for this and just the way that he directed it, and I can say this, listening to the way that he directs, he cared so much about the way that he spoke to his actors and the way that they thought about him throughout the film. I mean, this movie, by all rights, You'd, i mean when if somebody were to ask you how do you make a movie about this it just doesn't make i mean you could you could to make it interesting for people to watch for you know and want to watch over and over and over again you know it, it's not just the writer in that case you know you could have a great right you know aaron sorkin's a great writer but if you don't have it's you know the actors that fit those roles and if you don't have the director that knows how to talk to those actors David Fincher was uh, talking about how he talked to his actors, and I thought it was really funny. He'd make them do stuff, and in the middle of a take, he'd stop them and say, okay, stop there. And they'd be all into it, and they'd be like, what, what? And then he'd have them go, start now. And then he'd, he'd just mess with them. But he'd do it in a way that was like, I guess, you know, well, loving, Loving and hateful. Loving. Yeah, but it takes <laughs> – it's like a miracle that this whole movie was even made because by all rights – a movie about Facebook I don't think is interesting enough to carry an, audi- you know, an audience's attention for that long. That's not just a documentary, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it, that's what makes it so pleasant to watch, you know, it makes you want to watch it. They somehow pulled this off and um, against the odds of what it, what, what it was, it wasn't an action movie. It's not transformers. It's not, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, I think it's, I think it's one that's going to be it's to me it's a Shawshank redemption where you can watch it over and over and over again. It
0: is. And it's it, I think it's
2: certainly on that list.
0: I, I you know yeah. the source material is really good too and I would also recommend if you haven't read uh Accidental Billionaires by Ben Mezrich pick it up. Uh the other if you if you liked the movie 21
1: right, which was yeah, also was the same
0: the same production uh you know as Kevin Spacey's uh and Dana Brunetti's uh production. Great. It was it was a it was a good movie. It was the it was another Ben Mesrick book bringing down the house, right. And uh, Mesrick has a brand new one that I started last night, um, and uh, it's actually really good. It's uh, called Sex on the Moon: The Amazing Story Behind the Most Audacious Heist in History. It is really worth picking up. It's a it's a good read. So whatever you think of of his sort of fic- dramatizations of true events, uh, they're good reads. Uh, and and it's worth worth looking at. I think. Cool. If, if you here are if you're a reader, I mean, who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> we're not There's readers. Many, we're we don't we don't know how to read. Uh, <laughs> is it on audio book? <laughs> uh, That's right. So I got I got nothing else. So Chadstoops.com. dot com.
2: Thank you, you're and welcome. Peter Wright. Thank you so much for inviting me, Andy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks what an for me Seriously.
0: That's show eleven that goes down as the one that was an
1: honor an honor to be on yeah. well, we appreciate one, one you being back. here, man, man. so we need to mention do we need to mention our uh the the site where people should go if want they want to leave uh, comments and stuff? Uh, Facebook, (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) Go to Facebook. I'll be there. Well, we're we're, you know we're struggling. You can friend us, friend us on Facebook. Totally, friend us on Facebook.
0: Uh, We're struggling with that, but you can always go to rashpixel.tv and find all the other Rashpixel shows uh there and uh, you can leave comments on the shows there certainly do that you can you know find out where to subscribe to the show on the uh, RashPixel page for the shows there it's not hard to find and you can you should follow andy on twitter because he likes that and he tweets a lot
1: <laughs> right what are what is your your I, at, I tweet, you're the movie monkey I'm at the Movie Monkey. I tweet once a week when we post our <laughs> shows. You do you do
0: more on Facebook? What more on Facebook, right? I do. I, so you should you should follow the Movie Monkey on Twitter. And fa- do you have your Facebook? Is it Andy Nelson or is it the Movie Monkey again? Facebook? No, it's.
1: Dot- I think it's Andy Nelson. I think I managed- I'm going to find out. I don't know how I. I guess I just click on this. It's
0: Andy. Oh no! Yeah, that's Andy Dot. That's not you.
1: There are way too many Andy Nelsons out there. It's and, totally uh, not you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Andy Nelson from Surprise, Arizona. No, I. I'm not. I get profile. question
1: mark id equals. Yeah. That's that's what I get too. <laughs> it's a big ugly mess. Do, you should become. I don't, I don't I know guess. how to
0: do that. Uh, really.
1: This is this is my this is the side of Facebook that I don't delve into. I'm sorry. You're a regular
0: Aaron Sorkin. You oh, are. Yes. All right. right. So you know what you can do? You can find, go, friend me, and from my page you can find Andy. I'm just Pete Wright. That's what you. You're do. not just. You are the Pete Wright. No, I'm. I'm the Herman Cain. Did you see that? His Facebook.com is the Herman Cain. I did another show today. We talked way too much about Herman Cain. Uh, it's funny. He's a funny guy. All right. Yeah. So uh, Twitter, uh, I'm Twitter at uh, Pete Wright.
2: Hey, if you guys do Goonies, please, please call me at any hour. All right.
1: Especially <laughs> well, at any. We're going to do a special show. It'll be the. It'll be the 3:30 a.m. Goonies <laughs> review.
2: That one or I I'm gonna get you sucker because what
0: about snakes on a plane?
2: Are you a snakes I haven't on a plane? Seen that one. Oh
0: please. That's it. You're disinvited. End- the- I'm gonna cut you out of this one.
2: How about the never ending story? Have you guys ever thought of the never ending story? No, we I mean, never that could go on forever, kinda of like this one. Just forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been podcasting since two thousand six. In that time I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August twenty twenty two